Shut up and sit down. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, get ready. Boys and girls and children of all ages. West Palm Beach proudly brings to you a Guy Thing Podcast with your hosts, Joe Mignon and Brian Malone. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up, give it up, give it up, give it up. You never see, you never disappoint me, Joe. That was never off the cuff, kid. I told you, that was off the cuff. I really didn't have anything planned today, but I figured, you know what, I'll throw the old MC voice and uh, just, just roll with it and see what happens. So there you have it. I think you scared our guest away. Uh, bro, the guests love me. They love me. They know I'm the wild card, man. You never know what's coming out of my mouth. Yeah, and apparently I'm the bear, which we really need to change. Well, the only reason I made you the bear was because on the website. By the way, for the listeners out there that haven't been to our website, it's a guythingpodcast.com. And uh, when you first go on the website, click subscribe. But when you scroll down, there's going to be a description of who we are. And I listed Brian as the bear. And the reason why he's the bear is because in episode one, he described himself as a bear. So there you have it. Now, let me explain because a lot of people were wondering why I had a problem with that. And it's not a problem, but it's just not me. A bear is a hairy gay man. And listen, no problem with gays. A bear is a fucking animal in the woods, bro. No, no. (laughs) It's a big fucking hairy animal in the woods. Not in our society, sir. Um, is a hairy gay man, which I have no problem with. I have sisters who are gay. Fantastic. That's just not me. So I call my kids the bears. I thought, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought the gay term for bear was burly bear. Burly, burly bear. You might know a little bit more about that life than I do, but... Uh, Bro, you can't, you know, you're scrolling <laughs> the internet, you never know what you're going to get, man. Pop-up windows. So... Episode four, I uh, just want to go over that real quick. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Actually, that was the quickest, highest um, listen to episode in such a short period of time. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening. And thank you to uh, Noel again and 3D Power Wash uh, for being on the show. Um, it was a great episode. I had an opportunity to tune in and listen to it, and it was uh, it was great. I thought, Noel, I know you'll be listening. You did a great job, my friend. Um, so, Brian, um, anything interesting this week since we last spoke? Well, um, yeah, so let me just go right into it. And I know... Oh, boy, here we go. I know this person's not going to be happy. I'm not going to say your name. Fuck them. Um, Fuck them. No, I know you listen. And, and let me get this over. So I had someone basically quit on me. Let me put it that way. I run an insurance agency and I had someone just up and quit. Now, by, by up and quit, I mean um, she sent me an email saying it was her two-week notice. But uh, was out on medical leave, which was fine. But was going to be gone for two more weeks. So you're basically quitting. So she was looking for another job. Um, and that's fine. Listen, the, the reasoning for quit, I completely understand. I just, I put, maybe I shouldn't, but I actually care about the people that work for me. 
So when someone does that to me, it, it, it bothers me. Um, not just because it's super unprofessional, but it's, um, for me, like I said, it's hurtful. Uh, which, again, it shouldn't be. I just care way too much about the people who work for me. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not happy. Not happy. But my response um, <laughs> wasn't uh, friendly. It was just, hey, listen, thanks for letting me know. Good luck. Okay. You know, there you um, go. They left a job that, you know, we, we, we did all right by her. She was, she was walking away from a raise that she was getting a month from now. And listen, like I said, if that's what you need to do for yourself, cool. Should have actually given me two weeks of work. So. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And, and I want to actually apologize because I don't know I was saying fuck you to a woman. So um, I do apologize if you're listening. Um, but screw you, though, because, you know, Brian's <laughs> my buddy. And I look, we're all human beings, right? And we're all we, we all have thoughts in our mind. What are we going to do? What's our next move? Right. I get it. Um, so, but we're calling you out right now. We know what you did. You were looking for another job. You scored an interview. You gave yourself an extra two weeks, and and uh, that's what you did. We, we we already know it. So don't bullshit any bullshitters here. You can't do that. But I, bro, you know, that's a tough one, man. It's a tough one because I know you you really do care about the people that you that uh, you take care of at your job and and the office you work for, the company you work for. You always talk about it. You're very. Um, you know, proud. So I get it. But you know what? That's God's way of saying he's got somebody else even better lined up for you. God, I hope so. But to this person, you know, I do wish you the best of luck. Um, we had a little bit of a friendship building. And, I, I you know, I, I don't wish any badness on you. You just you upset me. And, and uh, you know, to, to be the bear, you hurt me. Yeah, you don't want to poke a bear. <laughs> Never poke the bear. So if I were you, send them a gift basket of honey and we'll call it a day. All right, well, let's stop being rude, Joe, and introduce this fine gentleman to my left. Absolutely. Um, today, we have a very special guest and a good friend of mine, a gentleman, a very, very, like, if I don't know if anybody's ever saw the movie Gotti, not the crappy one with John Travolta, but the good one with Armando Sante, when they describe GB as, DB as a gentleman. This is this guy right here, but even more classier. Um, he's a mortgage broker with Cross Country who also happened to be top five in the United States. He's closing loans in legendary fashion. So if you want a loan closed faster than a snow cone melting in hell, then he's your man. <laughs> Let's give a warm welcome to Frank Cristiano, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, so first and foremost, I love the intro. Off the cuff, that was great. Thank that you. was good. Thank so, you, sir. Uh, yeah, thank you both for uh, having me on. Uh, really, really excited. You know, I hope you guys. Uh, this is great. It really is. This is uh, really, really cool. And uh, you know, we are a top five lender in the United States. Not me personally, but the team is. So uh, again, excited to uh, to be on. Uh, a little nervous. Never been on radio before. But um, but yeah, just wanted to uh, come on and kind of share my team's. Um, our story, my story, and kind of get um, people out there a little bit more familiar with the home buying process because it is a very, um, it's a big thing for people and it's uh, it can be a bit of a challenge. You know, they don't know exactly what it entails. So I just wanted to get out there and kind of give them a little bit more insight on how it works. Yeah, and I give you all the credit in the world for coming on here because, you know, there are people out there that are listening that are probably interested in buying a home, 
selling a home, you know, whatever the case may be. So I credit you for coming on here and, and giving people the opportunity to get some inside knowledge. So Sure, sure. I mean, it's, you. Um, you know, there are a lot of people out there. It's a, it's a very interesting topic. You know, people are either, they don't know they can qualify. They don't, maybe they don't want to know. You know, they're comfortable renting. They may not understand how easy it can be to purchase a new home. And, um, you know, you would be surprised mm -hmm. how quickly it can be done, how easily and seamless it can be done. And, um, you know, our team is, is, you know, we're a seven day a week operation, you know, 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. You know, I know you, uh, you've had the experience of uh, working with us before. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're very, um, we, we take passion in what we do. You yeah, know, you we guys were great. Uh, I actually, for the listeners out there, I actually had my loan done, uh, my mortgage done through cross country, right? Was it cross country? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Sorry, I don't. I read the paperwork and then I forget everything I read. So that's why I keep everything. <laughs> Just make the payment. That's all. <laughs> yeah, that you're gonna make the payment, guys. That's the most important thing. That's it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I had a. I mean, a super good experience. I was dealing with a previous mortgage broker that was asking me to jump through flaming hoops, and it was just such a messy process. He couldn't get the job done. My real estate agent recommended you guys. And I dealt with uh, Matt Weaver, who was yes, excellent. My yep. He was yep. super, super sufficient and well-educated and a, a, just a true professional. So, I mean, he got the loan done for us so fast that I, I couldn't even believe it. So yeah, for you listeners out there, the home buying process, it may sound scary, but it's really not. It, it is super easy. It's, it's, a, it's a smooth process, especially dealing with a company like Cross Country. I mean, these guys are pros and I'm not just saying that because Frank's a friend. Like Frank didn't even do my loan. You know, somebody else did at the company. So th they got their shit together. This is definitely, you know, yeah, I mean, our, our, our biggest thing is, you know, we want people to know that, you know, especially first time home buyers. I mean, I don't know what you felt. I mean, you're very relaxed, you know, so you, it may not have applied to somebody like you, but most first time buyers are, you know, I say this respectfully, uneducated. They're nervous. They're scared. They have no idea what to even expect or what this process entails. That's this guy right here. You? I'm, I'm, you? I'm gonna be looking in the next uh, six to eight months, okay. if not okay. sooner. So my we'll, wife's uh, gonna yell at me. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, I, I, I have a recommendation for you. I, yeah. That's why I'm not His talking. Name is Frank Cristiano. That, that's why. That's why I'm not talking. I'm just sitting back here, like, oh man, I get this. I get some advice for free. Yeah, so it's the only time Frank will be free. By the, the way, that's the best part. You see, it's, there's there's no cost up front. So anyone who just has a question, a you know, whether it be. Hey, I'm renting, I'm paying X, you know, where would I be if I wanted to buy something for Y? What is my down payment requirement? What am I looking at cash out of pocket? There's so many different, you know, moving parts to a transaction. I always compare it to the inside of a, of a watch. You know, you see the inside of a watch, there's how many different moving parts to it. And that that's a mortgage transaction. You know, you've got your inspection, you've got an appraisal. You've got um, the underwriting approval. You've got conditions. You've got closing. You've got your wire before closing, and so many other moving parts in between the application to underwriting to appraisal to closing. So you know, our thing is we want to we want to be number one we're very transparent. We want to be upfront, let you know exactly where you stand presently. Um, if we can get you approved today, terrific. You know, we'll start the home buying process. We'll start looking. Um, we'll do a consultation over the phone. Outline your price range, your down payment, your cash to close, your rate, et cetera, et cetera, um, in the event you can't, because there are people out there that can't. 
right now. We'll put together an action plan. You know, where do you need to, you know, how soon do you want to do this? Okay. Well, I want to do it in six months. Terrific. Here's what we need to do. You know, we need to get your credit score from from 590 to 630 or whatever it may so be. So you guys actually will create an action plan six Absolutely. months out. Wow. Yes. I mean, most, I don't want to say most lenders, but a lot of them, they pull a credit report. They see a buyer doesn't qualify right there. They move on. It's on to the next one. We're more... You know, we look at it. You know, we're in this for the long haul. You know, we're, we're we always say it's it's not a it's not a uh, how do they say it's not a, a sprint. It's a marathon. Right. So somebody, put, you know, if we work with somebody today and we know they can't qualify today, but we see potential and we can get them to where they need to be. Let's say three months, six months, or even two years. You know, some people may have, you know, something where there it inhibits them to buy. You know, in the next twenty four months. We'll still put together a detailed consultation so they know exactly where they stand. That's incredible. And how long it's going to take them to get in a position to buy. Yeah, that's the difference between, you know, selling and caring. You know, it seems yes. like you guys yes. care and that's why you're willing to stick around Proactive and help people out. Proactive approach. Absolutely. I mean, I mean yeah. we treat every buyer the same. You know, if someone calls me and says I'm buying for 100000 or a million dollars, to us, you know, it's another transaction. You know, we're a volume-based company. So we don't treat anyone buying for a million dollars any different than somebody buying for a hundred thousand dollars you know mm-hmm. everybody's treated the same with us that's wonderful so you guys are like United Nations pretty much yeah yeah I like that <laughs> I like that a lot so yeah so uh, yeah I mean you know you you know um, you work with us you know if anybody mm-hmm. has any questions um, please feel free to reach out anytime you know you can provide my my number and my email after the show <clears throat> and um, you know we'd certainly love an opportunity to speak with anyone who has any interest in at least seeing where they're at, getting pre-approved, and if not, um, if we can't do it today, like I said, we'll put together something for you to get you in a position to where you can achieve that that dream of buying a home. What's your contact information for our listeners? So my cell phone number direct is 561-504-1278. Email address is F is in Frank, my last name, which is C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-O, at M is in Mary, Y is in Yellow, C is in Charlie, C is in Charlie, mortgage.com great and we'll post all the contact info when we put the website up on Facebook or the episode the website on Facebook and Instagram everywhere so if you guys awesome. want them we'll, we'll, we'll get you to them you just gotta call them terrific yeah give him a buzz I mean he, he's giving you free advice so uh, take advantage of that the guy's an expert he knows his shit so glad, uh, I, glad I got somebody fooled <laughs> <laughs> well I wanted to tell you about um my Labor Day, uh, had, we had an interesting Labor Day. Actually, it was a pre-Labor Day party in my okay. neighborhood. My neighborhood, is, by the way, is the best neighborhood. I'm going to give quick shout-outs to my neighbors, Eddie, Junior, Malazzo, Nick, all of you guys, Marcos, Mike, everybody that's listening right now. Um, I just want to let you guys know I love you guys. It's like the best neighborhood ever to live in. We do a lot of stuff within our neighborhood that uh, it's just really cool. We, we have pool parties together, birthday party. Everyone is just a big community in this neighborhood. It's like being back home in New York. You know, it's like, you know your neighbors, you know everybody, everybody's got your back, everybody's looking out for the kids, so it's awesome. So we had a pre-Labor Day party at the pool on Sunday, and you know, it was a shitty day, it was raining out. We did an early morning run to the liquor store, it was uh, me and uh, Dave and Eddie, two of my neighbors, we go to the liquor store, we pick up the bourbon, we pick up beer, the whole night. So anyhow, we, we have this little kiddie pool, 
like the little plastic kiddie pools that you put little infants in, you know? And we fill it up with ice and beer. And then we have like an inflatable palm tree in the middle. It's hilarious. And we, we all did a potluck. Everybody brought a dish. We're in the pool hanging out, drinking. It's a good time. And for whatever reason, the kids love me. Like when I get in the pool, the kids go crazy. Because they know I'm going to play with them. I'm going to toss them and all this stuff. So I get, we get to the party on Sunday. I got already had, me and my wife had a couple of the bourbons in us already, so I'm feeling pretty good. I'm like, all right, I'm jumping in the pool. I'm not waiting. I jump in, and all, all I hear is, get him, get him, and all the kids start charging at me. So, I, you know, I'm just playing Hulk Hogan. I'm throwing them all in the pool and having a good time. So, now I'm, like, taking a little break. I'm sipping on my beer and just kind of hanging on the edge of the pool, and all of a sudden, I just feel a pain in my stomach that I have probably never felt in my life. Came out of nowhere. One of the neighbor's kids, Eddie, his daughter jumped in the pool and drop kicked me dead into my stomach without me seeing it. I had no idea. Now it was pure accident, it, it was not intentional, but I just felt the, I felt this shot to my stomach. I thought I broke a rib. I thought that <laughs> I was completely out of breath. Like I couldn't move. Dude, I shit you not. Check out the, I ain't kidding you. Look at that. I'm actually showing them the, the bruise. Nice. Yeah, there's a bruise <laughs> nice. there, guys. There's a bruise. And the kid, here's a funny part about it. So the kid, she uh, came up to me. She said, oh, my God, are you okay? I'm so sorry. My, she's 11 years old. You know, I'm fine. No problem. I'm fine. I just got to take a break. And my daughter, Gianna, is just totally like, freaking out she's going my dad's so pissed he's upset i know he is i'm like no no no, i'm not i'm <laughs> down, not i'm good i'm good it's fine i just need to take a break and john is like oh no no i know my dad he's really upset I'm like stop making her upset <laughs> it's like stop it she made it so worse but it was so funny anyway of course you know we we straightened it all out and said you know it was only an accident so, so when, are you, when are you filing charges is my uh, probably this week sorry eddie Sorry about I mean, that, Callie. Uh, they got to learn. They got to learn. Lawsuit. Lawsuit time. No, but that's, uh, that was my lady. There. But we had a great time. We ended up going to the na- other neighbor's house and having a couple more pops. And it was, it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun. But, yeah, I thought it was. I actually laughed about it this week. Yeah. So that was. Uh, and then Labor Day. The actual Labor Day was a wash. It was pouring fucking rain. Yeah, my Labor Day was a whole lot of nothing. Well, actually, we took the kids to the movies and went to uh, Hotel Transylvania 3. How was the kids loved it? It was amazing. Um, Yeah, but aside from that, it was a lot of sitting and nothing. Which, after a long week of work, you know, because I work a weekend too, um, it's nice to do nothing. Fuck yeah, it is, man. I I, I love sitting around on the couch doing nothing sometimes. Most of the time, actually. That's (laughs) That's all I got. You know, at 35, bro, I like being on the couch and just (laughs) chilling. So we got our mailbag. we're going to get right to it with the mailbag. I know uh, the last couple episodes we said the mailbag's blowing up, mailbag's blowing up. I'm going to talk about the mailbag, but you know we just had a lot of other things we wanted to talk about. But we're going to hit the mailbag today. So um, we got a couple of very interesting ones. I'm just going to be frank about it. Uh, they're, they're both fucking ridiculously crazy. I don't even know if these are real or not, or it's friends playing a prank. I don't know. But here, here we go. Here we go, because I know we got a lot of 
uh, Instagram followers that are aware of the mailbag and don't, I don't know who these people are personally. So, you know, very well so could be uh, the real deal, but we're going to get right to it. So mailbag one. Hey guys, I really enjoy your show. I need some advice on making extra money. I live in North Carolina and the job market is tough. Bills have been piling up and I secretly got a job at a strip club, but I didn't tell my wife. She thinks I work at a warehouse. Recently, she found my cowboy costume and has been asking a lot of questions. Dude, this might ruin my marriage. Your advice is appreciated. Bill. From Bill. Okay, Bill. Who wants to go first? <laughs> I want to know what Frank thinks. <laughs> Frank, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, that's an interesting one. You know? what? How do you even explain that? Like you, like a cow- fucking cowboy? Well, look. Well, here's the thing. It's, all, well, here's the thing. it's almost like, Halloween. I was going to say, it's September. So it could be an early Halloween costume. But then again, I don't know any... I mean, I wouldn't go as a cowboy, so I don't know. Fucking I mean, I cowboy. Just, that's a Woody. Int- He's going to go as Woody. Yeah, that's an interesting costume. <laughs> I mean, that's that's gotta, a tough one to weasel out of. You got to think about it in a couple ways. Hey, listen. If, you, if you're going to lie, lie big. My advice, don't lie. Tell yeah. her the truth. Hey, babe, I'm trying to make money for us. You know? Hopefully you don't do any of the nasty stuff. You'll probably do. Stop doing that. You know? And if that's the only way you can make money and... You know, best but of luck. Hope. Thing. Here's a question: Don't they have like a locker room there? Like you can't put it in the locker room. I've never been to one. I haven't either. I mean, but so I don't know. But maybe they have. A, maybe you can't leave lock. it there. Like you got to bring it, it home. Fucking home. Who would bring it home? Bill, why the fuck would you bring that shit home? Listen, North Carolina. Okay, those 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 <clears throat> well, North Carolinas. I mean, they're but that's the other thing. Isn't cowboy hats a big thing in North Carolina? Am I? Or I, mean, am I, I don't know. North, it that's like Texas. Where. Yeah. I mean, no. it depend- North Carolina. Yeah, North big. Carolina's con- kind of country. I mean, Maybe. Charlotte, not so much. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Bill, you didn't disclose where in North Carolina. Could, the demographic would have helped. <laughs> could you send us a, a fucking mailbag again? But anyway, I don't know, dude. Uh, you're why the fuck did you choose a cowboy anyway? <laughs> fucking cowboy. All right, very original, Bill. Storage maybe. Get a storage unit for like sixty bucks a month. If I was going to be a male stripper, I would be. I would want to dress up like my cousin Vinny when he had the this the the fucking <laughs> that tuxedo on in court when he said the the dry cleaner was closed. I'd be him. The whole store has the flu. <laughs> the whole store, that'd be my gimmick. The whole store had the flu. This is all I got. Now I think you'd be a Rocky Balboa. I think hey yo yo, Rocky Rocky Balboa was last week. Hello, all right. Hey yo. Yo, uh, Adrian, what are you doing for the next 40, 50 years, you know? I was wondering if you don't mind marrying me too much. Now, I can't imagine saying that to every girl in a, in a male strip club. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. Did you try Uber? Be an Uber driver. Stripping ain't for everybody. Stripping ain't easy. Yeah, but it's quick. It's quick cash. I quick guess. cash, but I'd like to know what your financial situation is, Bill. I know bills are stacking up, but... All right, we got to try to get this guy out of it. We got to try to get it. What could we do? Uh, Brian's wants to go the honest route and come yeah, clean. Man. I mean, that's... I'm going to say come clean too. I'm going to agree with Brian on that one. I, I, I think that if she's already asking questions and getting curious, dude, um, you know, cowboy costume. I got a twofold response. I would come clean, but being the financial situation is that bad. I mean, we can look into maybe refinancing the house, pull some cash out, cross country. You know, Bill, we're licensed there. Bill, there's a reason why we set this this up. It was strictly for you, Bill. We can't verify cowboy stripper income. I don't think <laughs> I haven't seen it on. They're probably 10.99. I got to check Fannie Mae guidelines and see how we view that. <laughs> yeah, and you definitely don't want a cash down payment because you know no. those dollar bills have been. No, I mean, it, 
Yeah, honestly, it's the best route, and that's not just because our wives listen. Um, but yeah, be honest, Brian. Uh, why are you winking right now? What What, what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> but yeah, be honest, Bill. Uh, I I got nothing else. That's that's. Bill, you got to come clean, bro, because the lies are going to stack up, and then it's going to be a lot worse later than it is now. So just say, babe, listen, be happy that your husband, you know, he's in good shape and he could pull this shit off. And I'm just doing it for us. That's it. That's how, it. How do you know he's in good shape? Well, I don't think they're going to hire a slob to go jiggling around a, a, a strip club. It's right? North Carolina. Yeah, but I think North Carolina, I don't think there's a weight limit there. I think it's a tooth limit. So I think you have a certain amount of teeth. It's there. tough. You know, he would have he would have helped if he would have told us where exactly he is. Yeah, I need that's to know. the biggest thing. You know, Bill, so send what? us another message. We'll try to get you on the next episode. So we got mailbag number two. Oh, I got this one. I got this one. All right, this one is uh, interesting. I've been dating a girl for three months. We had our first date where she spent the night. I've been taking things slow with her. We had some drinks, and I had one too many. We slept together. For the first time, and I threw up on her during sex. <laughs> she took an Uber home, and I have not heard from her since. <laughs> it's been two weeks. We had great chemistry. I don't know what to do at this point. Please help. Unknown, by the way. And I definitely unknown. agree with you by <laughs> staying unknown. Yeah. I don't know what's worse. The cowboy or this guy? <laughs> it's worse. No, that guy's married. The cowboy's at least married. You know, this, he's locked in. You know, yeah, like this worse. guy... Thought he had something. He threw up on a girl during sex. First time ever having sex. I don't think I ever did that. I've thrown up after, maybe. But not during. (laughs) That was it because you were drunk or the sex just was not that... Could be a combination of both. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... mean, Wow. You say please help. There's nothing you can do. Please help. But he said please help. I mean, he really likes this girl. Okay. um, Go listen to episode one and two. Try Okay Cupid. Try Tinder. And the bumbler, like Joe likes to call it, because you're not getting her back. Not after three months. Yeah, two weeks, I think. I mean, if, you know, somebody has their phone next to them. Even if the battery dies, it's, you still see the text message once this, you yeah, charge the phone. 2018. We're in the social media era. The fucking phone is your new dick or vagina now. I mean, everyone's got two of them now, the fucking phone. So, I don't know, dude. You've been dating this girl for three fucking months. Uh, yeah, I mean, but, you know, let, let's talk about it. Three months, that's a good amount of time to, first of all, date someone and that be your first time to have sex with that person. Three months. So 90 days it took for you to sleep with this girl and you blew it. You threw <laughs> up all over her. You couldn't control yourself. So were you getting shit? What I want to know is were you getting shit faced with her for the first 90 days of this relationship? Uh, and were you throwing up in that process, or was you know the booze in your stomach and all the jiggling around for the you know I don't know probably one minute of sex that you had would have uh, caused you to throw up on her? What I want to know is Ugh. where did you throw up on her? Were, were you were you did you throw up on the, on her back or on her front? What, what was the position? Because you know what, why would that make a difference? Well, that's big. <laughs> yeah, there could maybe there was an unsightly thing that uh, this unknown person saw that kind of turned his stomach. I guess I don't know. Or were you just that fucking drunk? Well, I'm I'm gonna say that you were that drunk and you and you threw up on her during sex. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sending this mailbag. By the way, you are the man. Uh, I agree with Brian. 
that's a lost cause. Yeah, if you've not spoken to her in two weeks and she's not responding to you, um, don't be a fucking creep. And I'll quote myself on from episode one. Uh, yeah, try uh, what was that one? Okay, Cupid. Yeah, yeah. try Okay, Cupid, yeah, and man. try drinking less next time. Mm-hmm. That's bad. I mean, you know, you wait ninety days. You think you're doing the right thing. You're trying to take it slow, and then boom. I mean, I feel for him. But you know, I mean, look. What I probably would have did was I would have went to her house afterwards the next day and apologized. I mean, it's number one. Even if she doesn't take you back, it's just disgusting. I, mean, I don't want anybody you know, throwing up on me. Bro, she took a fucking Uber. I don't blame her. I mean, Uber. I would have ran home. Are you kidding yeah. me? <laughs> two weeks. I mean, this guy's been reaching out probably every day for two weeks, it sounds like to me. That's the the idea I got. Throwing up. Uh, yeah. What did he eat? Is it in there? <laughs> no. He didn't write what he ate. No. That's another thing we got to find out. Yeah. That's, a, that's another dynamic to it. Yeah. Because um, it could have been bad food. That or bad vagina. Maybe he ate a bad vagina. Been, I didn't want to say that. I was long. thinking the same thing. No, no, no. no. That's what this show is all about. Yeah, I mean, gonna... I was, that's the first thing I might, you know, actually pop in my head. Like, <laughs> well, you got to stay away from... No, never mind. I'm not going to say it. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. We're going to keep it there. Thankfully, I caught myself because I usually don't have a filter. But that's bad. That's... Yeah. If your date is running out... Chasing an Uber. All right, but here's the other thing, too. 90 days, you're dating somebody for three months, you have good chemistry, right? Maybe the girl wasn't such a good girl after all. I mean, because if she really cared about this dude, she would kind of, like, you know, be like, you know, what are you going to yeah, do? you got to get a pass. Like, all right, you got to get a pass. I mean, that I think that, that happens on the first but date. I mean, and, and then Huge problem. If the guy was really boozed up and she knows, yeah. you know, all right, let it go. Yeah, I agree with you. I Give him a know. break. I don't know. 90 days? That's nothing. I mean, ugh. Uh, no, but I mean, no, like you months. said. I mean, for me, like, I have... Three, month, three I have, months, three have months a, of chemistry, you know. Uh, I have a huge issue with throwing up and gagging. It's terrible. Like, I see someone throw up, I'm throwing up. Um, oh, friendly tip. If you're ever gagging, squeeze your thumbs. Apparently that works. That's what my boss tells me. I've tried. doesn't work for me. I just have really hurt thumbs. <laughs> so like, at, at home, I have a Yorkie. You guys say dog, I say Yorkie because not a dog. And I have cats who throw up all the time. So I caught in mid throw up the cat throwing up and the Yorkie eating it out of midair. I uh, I almost threw up everywhere. And um, disgusting. Did you squeeze your thumbs? I did. I did. I I did. (laughs) She apparently he didn't squeeze his thumbs. Hey, uh, unknown, do me a favor. Uh, Next time you have sex with a girl and you're gonna drink, have two drinks, squeeze your thumbs, then put it in. There you go, and hope for the best after that. (laughs) That's great. Thanks for thanks for sharing. Okay, Cupid or Tinder. Yeah, God, please keep sending more, and I I really hope they just get better from here. Yeah, I know this is gonna be tough to beat, but uh, yeah. Please. I'm I want to find out the outcome of Bill, if that marriage lasts or not. Is that what his name was? Bill. Bill. Yeah. yeah, it was Bill. From Cowboy North Bill. Wild Bill. <laughs> Wild, Wild Bill, Bill Ivy. <laughs> oh boy, Wild Bill. The kid, Billy the Kid. That's it. That's, was, that's probably his fucking stage name, Billy the Kid. I love it, Bill. I know you're listening, man. It's all love, bro. Thanks for listening. Keep tuning in. But send us another mailbag and let us know what the fuck happened. We can weigh in again. So. uh... Bro, uh, I don't know about you, but like um, I'm walking down the street and stuff and I see like people's feet on fire and I don't get it because they're burning their Nikes. Like, what the 
fuck is going on in this crazy United States? People seem to think that Nike gives a shit if you burn them. It's a $129 billion company. They don't care if you burn your Nikes. Yeah, and, you, and guys, guess what? Guess fucking what? This week in social media, we're burning our Nikes. And next week, you'll be fucking shitting on the floor. Whatever the new trend is. You you all, you mo- dumb motherfuckers that are burning your sneakers that you paid probably 150 bucks for. Guess what? No one gives a fuck in a week. It's the social media era. Like, catch on already. Like, you're all bugging out to get your five minutes of fame. But really, nobody's going to give a fuck next week about Nike. It's going to be on to the next bullshit. So stop being stupid. It's funny that everyone's upset now because they, they think this is a new thing. A lot of people don't know, Nike never stopped paying Colin Kaepernick. He really? always had a Nike deal. Never knew that. Now, they were just waiting for the best time to come out with something new. But Nike was the only one of the only sponsors, if not the only sponsor, that didn't abandon him. All right, but let's talk about that for a second. I don't think Nike gives a flying fuck about Colin Kaepernick personally or his cause. And I will tell you why. Nike is a business and it's a machine, okay? So their objective is to drive revenue, to drive sales. And the only way they could do that is by having uh, fresh new ideas. So don't you guys think for a second that the big wigs of Nike sat at the round table and were like, hmm, what could we do to spark more interest in our product Gain more revenue and gain more interest. I got a great idea. How about we get Colin Kaepernick? He's a super controversial figure right now. And let's make him the star of our new Nike ad. Of course, because guess what, motherfuckers? You're all talking about Nike on social media again. That's the big subject. That's the world we live in today. It's about who could cause more controversy and what company could capitalize on that to make money. It's is a business, guys. So by you burning your Nikes, guess what, motherfucker? I guarantee within a month, maybe two, you're buying another pair of Nikes. Because I'm going to compare this to, remember BP back in 2000, was it 2010, the oil spill? Everybody boycotted BP. And guess what? I was one of them. I'm not going to lie. I was like, ah, fuck BP, this and that. But guess what? It's 2018. BP's still in business. and And guess what? If you're running out of gas, you see a BP, you're going. So, you want to you want to make a change, you want to uh, boycott or you want to prove a point. I'm gonna say it again. Do something about it. Do something about it. I actually saw an interesting thing. Now I'm a conservative, but I saw a little libby libby libtard online post something very interesting, and I agreed with. Was that they said, well, you're out there burning Nikes yet. You're pissed off that Colin Kaepernick and all these other NFL players are taking a knee for the national anthem for these veterans that you support. Why don't you give your sneakers to the homeless veterans instead of burning them? And I thought that was a great thing yeah, to a great say. Idea. Now, mind you, again, I am a conservative. That was a, a person that is a Democrat that said that. But I agree with that. I am going to openly admit that. I'm not going to say just because that person's a Democrat that I don't agree with them. Uh, by default, I agree with that. I think that's a great thing to say. It's true. So I have like five pairs of Nikes in my closet, and I'm not burning any of them. None. See, but that's a problem. Like everyone has these teams: Democrat, Republican, Independent. So I can't agree with him because he's this, or 
her because she's that. Who gives a shit? If they have something good to say, I agree with them. If they have something shitty to say, I disagree with them. That's called being a human being. Like, I mean, again, it's, it's social media. You just want to be important. And Nike went, hey, just like you said, what can we do? We can either make people really happy or really pissed off. Either way, we're going to sell a shit ton of shoes. Now everyone burning them, like you said, a year from now, they have to replace all those. That's the bad thing. You, you buy a pair of shoes for $200. <laughs> thing that Some of these people work a whole day for, two days, and you burn them. Like, you know, you got to buy another pair in a week. <laughs> just and keep how the much shoes is, you have and just don't buy another pair. And what, is it, what do they pay these people? 20 cents an hour in China to fucking make these sneakers? I'm serious. Like, what is the... I have no idea. What does it cost to make a Nike shoe? Probably it's not got, a whole lot. It's probably... no. I don't know if anybody knows. Send us an email, but... I don't feel like looking it up right now, but I'm sure it's cents on the dollar, and they're making like probably a 200, 300% profit. Like you said, I mean, Nike is a multi-billion dollar company. I mean, you've got a very intelligent people sitting around a table saying, how do we generate more money? How do we, you know, what can we do? If they thought this would have any effect on their company in a negative way, I, I truly don't think they would do it, and I think a lot of people agree. You know, you I know you two do. So to go out and burn your Nikes, to go have to go out and buy another pair, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy Under Armour. Okay, well you just wasted $150. You burnt a pair of shoes. Then you gotta go out and buy another pair of shoes for another $150, and it's for what? Like you said, I mean, for in two weeks nobody's gonna remember this. No one's gonna care. No, nobody's gonna care. No. Who, nobody talks about the Parkland shooting anymore. That was no. a huge thing. No, that's a shame, and I that's a terrible that. thing, by yes. the way. But I'm just yes. using that as a as a, totally as a agree. point. I, I said it wouldn't happen. Give it a couple of weeks. <clears throat> Time heals all wounds. That's always been my motto with everything, and you know this is completely different from the Parkland shooting, but. You know, it's similar in a sense that everybody's in an uproar, really over absolutely nothing when you think about it. And in a matter of two or three weeks, we'll never remember this. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. correct. You, you, what's really funny, and I saw this today, um, and I saw it on Facebook, so I had to look into it because, you know, obviously everything on Facebook is obviously true. Of course. But um, <laughs> everyone's upset <laughs> because Nike's backing Colin Kaepernick because he kneels for the flag and is disrespectful to the military. Guess who supplies the military, not 100%, but with a ton of their boots? Nike. Nike. So, do some research before you go around protesting. Yeah, but you're going to have a lot of people. I agree with you 100%. You're right. I did not know that stat. I don't see any soldiers burning boots. Soldiers will definitely not be burning boots, man. But um, I I thought this was interesting. Colin Kaepernick's uh, ad says, believe in something. Even if it means sacrificing everything. But I don't get that quote. Because, asshole, you're getting paid millions of dollars from Nike. What the fuck are you sacrificing? I got a, I got an idea for you. All the money that you make from Nike, since you're a sacrificial person, donate it to your cause. Donate it to the people that you want, uh, that, you, that you're kneeling for. Well, people said that when he first started yeah. kneeling and he did he's, he's donated millions he has actually I'm not going to take that away from him he has but he hasn't don't since. you don't use your little fucking Nike quote as I sacrifice everything because you're not if you're getting paid sacrifice and getting paid total opposite so donate your money continue to do so or continue to be active in that cause I don't see enough of Colin Kaepernick actively 
doing anything. I don't. I and, and I could be wrong. Maybe it's just not being highlighted enough. But I don't see it. I just see the fucking Nike ads and everybody's getting pissed off and the kneeling and, that, and that's all I see. I want to see more of Kaepernick doing something constructive within the community. That's what I want to see highlighted. So again, we don't see it though. So it might be happening. You know, maybe he's one of the four people out there who do things without telling the news. You know, and just do nice and things. And I wouldn't put it past I mean, he did, Look, he did sacrifice know, his career. I don't know the guy personally, so I'm not going to pass any judgment on the guy. I'm just going off based on what I see and what I hear. I mean, he did know? sacrifice his career. No one will touch him. He is radioactive. Just like Vic when Vic question, got out of jail. Not to cut you off. I mean, do we think he's good enough to play in the NFL? I don't know. I mean, I, I watch the NFL every Sunday. I'm just not convinced he's one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the league. I mean, he could be a backup. I mean, I, I, I could see him playing a, in a backup role. He could win you a game or two if, you're, if your starting quarterback goes down. I don't know how great Colin Kaepernick really is. I mean, after his one San Francisco, yeah. he was great, but he had yeah, a great team there. You know what I mean? So I don't know team. how great he really is. Well, they know? gave up on him pretty quick because he was not starting the following year, right? It was, no. Yeah, no, was, Alex Smith started. Right. So um, Who's amazing. Now, and I'm going to tell you, and I could be totally wrong, but I'm, and it's really not really a thought that I have. It's more of a feeling. But when he first took a knee, I felt that he felt bad the attention was off him because he wasn't starting, and he did that more for attention. That's how I felt originally when I first saw that. That was the first thought that came to my mind. I go, look at this guy. He, he had a great year, you know, and, and they made the playoffs and everything, and now he's Super Bowl. They were five yards away yeah, from winning the right, Super Bowl. exactly. And, you know, if you watch that game, I mean, what a disappointment. They climb all the way back, mm-hmm. get down to the six-yard line, Four cracks at the end zone. He can't get him in. Can't get him in. You know, I just was never a big fan of him. I think the team around him was great. Coaching was great. I actually was a fan of him. I actually enjoyed watching the guy play. I thought he was an exciting He he brought a different dynamic to the game because he he played a a different, you know, he he played a position where it's primarily a passing, you know, you're passing Mm -hmm. from a pocket position and he could move a lot. You know, he he could scramble. But I was never a fan of him as a pure passer. I just wasn't. But, yeah, listen. But nowadays, I mean, it's like you could basically protest anything and get an uproar. Oh yeah. I was thinking about, I was thinking about protesting Rosie O'Donnell. Maybe somebody could set her on fire. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I like Rosie. I mean, I like her in a league of their own. She was great. Wasn't she in the Flintstones? Yep, Betty. Betty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was. I think that was the last movie I watched that she was. <laughs> I liked her league of their own. She was great. By the way, I think that's. It's my second favorite baseball movie of all time. That movie gets quoted in my office. And now we've got two guys. I don't know. One of them might listen. Anthony might listen. I don't know if if, uh, Taco's listening or not or he will listen. But they quote that movie. It's that one and there's another one. And I'm just – I sit there and I say to myself, how they remember these lines from a movie that's what? 25, 30 years old oh, at this least, point. At least, yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. League of their they'll, own. They'll, they'll give you the whole lineup card, of the, the, the lineup for League of Their Own. It's That's amazing. crazy. Well, that was Tom Hanks, man. When he took that piss, I was dying. When he was pissing for like a minute straight, he was like, I think he got a new record. I mean, Somebody said to me in the bathroom the other day, I go to the bathroom, I'm in the urinal, I drink a lot of water. As you can see, I drank this whole thing, Joe. Yes. And I'm in the bathroom and somebody refers to me as Tom Hanks. I had no idea what they were referring to. <laughs> I wouldn't have I any idea. I just thought it was some weird guy standing behind me waiting to use the bathroom. 26 years ago, the and movie there you go. came out. Yeah. 26 years ago. And they still quote the movie in my office. Yeah. That's and, crazy. Uh, 
two coincidentally two huge Donald Trump haters uh, Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell are in there just wanted to throw that what out. position did she play she was the catcher Madonna right Madonna definitely was catching and Rosie O'Donnell's got the equipment to pitch <laughs> oh god <laughs> I thought Gina Davis was the catcher <laughs> she was that, you guys are nasty yeah um, I don't care <laughs> so oh I do have to say rest in peace Burt Reynolds and Jim the Anvil Nine and Jim the Anvil Nine Heart forgot about Jim a few weeks behind on um, but no more smoking the bandit. It's terrifying. I'm very sad about uh, Burt Reynolds because he's a legend. Actually, um, you know, I, I would have to phone my dad, but uh, Burt Reynolds was actually at my grandmother's house when my father was a kid. Really? Yeah, the fam, the cousin, my father's cousins were very good friends with Burt Reynolds. And my dad has pictures with Burt Reynolds when my father was a younger kid at the house. And Burt Reynolds apparently came over and had uh, Sunday dinner with my family. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. cool. I I saw the picture. It was pretty cool. I didn't know. I found out today that uh, Smokey and the Bandit was filmed in West Palm somewhere. On I did not know that. Really? Yeah. That's what someone I worked with. My cousin met him a couple of years ago at a polo match in Wellington. My cousin Anthony. And he found out today that he passed away. So, you know... I don't know if he was serious or not. I said, you, you know, that was one of the highlights of my life. He goes, you know, I, my kids being born, um, the Giants winning a Super Bowl, and meeting Burt Reynolds wow. was number three. Which, I don't know if that's, I don't know, you know, if I would rank it that high. But, you know, he uh, apparently had a strong love for Burt Reynolds. Cool guy. I mean, he sounded like he was, uh, I mean, he was definitely having a good time in Hollywood back in his heyday. Oh, yeah, he was a party boy. Party boy, drugs and booze and women, and he was just doing it. How old was he when he died? How old 82. 82. Yeah. Cardiac arrest. Now, the, the, would you, the, I would sign up right now for 82. 82 is cool, man. 82 is perfect. 82 is a good time to cash in. Yeah, so, yeah definitely. Right? Yeah, that's it. You know, I think that's fun before it gets a little too, you know, oh, yeah. life gets t- a little harder. But uh, I think the last cool movie I saw him really was The Longest Shot, but I'm saying it. That's right. He was in that movie. And he was in good shape back then. You know, he was always in good shape. And then when after he had that heart attack, he really, it really aged him a lot. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a terrible thing. Um, yeah. Remember him, Boogie Nights? He won the Golden Globe Award, by the way, for that movie. And was nominated for an Oscar, Best Supporting Actor that year. For that movie? Yeah. That did a fantastic that. job, man. Great actor. That was, wasn't he, was, he was the Marlboro Man, right? Was, it, was that Burt Reynolds? No, was it? I don't think so. Who was the one? Was it Tom actually Selleck? Sam Darnold, the qu- quarterback of the Jets? That's his grandfather. Really? That's a fact. You can look it up. He was he's the he's the original Marlboro man. Oh wow! The original Marlboro man. Yeah, Sam Darnold's grandfather. Okay, yeah, I do see that right here. Uh, I thought Burt Reynolds was, and I gotta just take a peek because now I don't know. I'm gonna type it in real quick. Sorry, guys. I just I'm curious now. Uh, I don't know if he was uh, somebody. Let me know about that one. Who the hell was the Marlboro Man? Was Burt Reynolds? I thought he was for some reason. Or was it Tom Selleck? Because I think the mustache. I always got them confused. Anyways, was he Magnum PI? Tom Selleck. That was Tom Selleck. Dude, yeah. you, you see that other show with him? Uh, Blue Bloods? Love that show. That show is all crazy. 
great show. Uh, he has an age of the day. It's amazing. Uh, was it Burt Reynolds? I uh, know. I'm sorry. Tom, Tom Selleck, Selleck and Donnie uh, Wahlberg. That, right, the retarded little brother, bigger brother, Mark Wahlberg. Hey, hey, hey. fantastic! I, it's only a joke. Good I think that guy's a really good actor. By the way, it's just that his brother made it a lot bigger. Oh, remember he was in New Kids on the Block, Donnie Wahlberg. That's right. Sing me a song. Go ahead. No, no, no. Good. Thank you. My sister came though. Maybe it was Tom Selleck that was the. He was definitely Magnum P.I. for sure. 100%. Oh, yeah. No, he did a cigarette ad before he got famous, but oh, it was a Salem cigarette. It wasn't Marlboro. Who was the Knight Rider? That wasn't Tom Selleck? That was, uh, um, oh my God, I'm blacking out. Oh, the kit call? I had that little um, thing when I was a kid. Who was Knight Rider? talking call. Oh my goodness, Baywatch. Um, Wait, are you talking about uh, oh David Hasselhoff? There you go, there David Hasselhoff. Night Rider. That's what he was super young back then, man. I love that show. Great show. Love the it. talking car, bro. I think it came on before I was born too. I love, I love the '80s, man. I'm an How '80s dude. Thirty-three. Yeah, so okay, no. same age as us. Yeah, yeah, I'm not not saying you guys are super old. I just the '90s was the best. I tell people every day. I always, I tell my I was telling somebody the other day. I said I feel bad for my kids because they didn't. They're not going to get to see. They're not. They're not going to get to grow up in the '90s. No, I mean we had Saved by the Bell. We had Nine Two. You could go all day. We Fresh had Prince. Wiffle Ball. We had fucking the snow cone man coming down the street. I mean, if you lived in New York or rural areas, even the sports was the best. <clears throat> oh, yeah. everything was just. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. Wrestling was the best too, but and that was great. It was. It was Box. I mean, everything just across the board. I mean, I'm I'm a '90s guy. Now that's here's the debate. Here's the debate. Is is it because everything was great? Or was it? Is it because when you're growing up, everything just, seems so cool because it's so fresh and new? You know, it, you know, it could be a combination of that. You know what I mean? But I mean, for example, my kids on a Friday night, I've got a three-year-old that's on an iPad. I mean, we never even had. We had one TV in the whole house. You know, maybe two TVs. You know, so you'd come home, you'd watch TV, you'd order a pizza. It was an you know, it was an easy world. You know, you weren't sitting on electronics all yeah, night. Yeah. I can't get three words out of my my seven-year-old. Yeah, there was definitely more family dinners back then, too. Much Which, more. I'm guilty of it at my house, too. My wife always preaches about it and preaches about it. But you get busy, and it's so much easier to hand the kid the phone or the kid the tablet. and just Well, that's what it is. You want them quiet because you are working all day. You, know, you, get, out of, you get up at whatever time you get up. You do your thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. You drop them off. You go to work. You pick them up. You make them dinner. Before you Repetition. know it, it's 7, 30, 8 o'clock at night. You don't want to hear anybody speak anymore. Mm-hmm. The easiest thing to do is... A, put them to sleep. Sometimes they don't want to go to sleep. Or B, give them an iPad or a tablet so they occupy themselves, which in turn, you know, removes the whole communication piece of it. Yeah, and that's, you know? that's a problem I've been having with myself lately is, you know, I, when I first moved to where I live, I would pick the kids up and every day after school, I'd take them outside for 15, 20 minutes. Now, those before I uh, got more people that work for me and more stuff going on at work and more bu- and, and busier. Um, but those are all just excuses for me. Um, I, I need to go back to doing that. I need to stop. You know, that's, you know, my son during the summer, I can't even tell you how many hours of video games I let him play. You know, he doesn't do it during school time. He does it Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But I just, you know, because like you said, Frank, just, you just want quiet. I was getting concerned. My kid would not, it was like an addiction. It is addictive. My kid can't even ride a bike. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, all they, they, they come home, the first thing they do, can I see your phone? Can I see your phone? I want to text my friend. You're not texting your friend from my phone. I, I can't have that, you know? But, you know, it's all I'm the same way with that. Yeah, because 
I just, uh, for a few reasons, I just don't like having my phone touched by any child, only because A, they could drop it and break it, and more importantly, B, I have friends that send me text messages with lots of curse words in yeah, it, no, we and don't I don't want her to be on no. it, seeing it. At least it. not at That's seven, you wait till like 11 or 12, you know what I mean? Yeah, even that. <laughs> yeah, my love, my love. Even that. I'm very cautious with that stuff. You know? I mean, that's why, like, uh, my kids are signing my kids back up for soccer on Saturday. My son does karate, so yeah, at least, like, I agree. You have to have them in activities. My kids doing boxing. You know? That's with, awesome. With Coleman. That's awesome. Oh, Coleman! Hey, we gotta get Coleman to listen to it. I'd like to have Coleman on this show. Hey, Coleman, I'm gonna make sure you listen to this episode because I'm gonna call you up. But uh, I actually, Coleman trained me in boxing for a little bit, made me a killer. He's got my daughter in the Guy made me a killer. He said, what do you want to do with her? I said, Coleman, I don't know what to do with her. I said, but I wanted her, if somebody messes with her, I wanted her to be able to just handle it very easily. You know? He's such a a cool dude, It's a sick world we live in. It is. And Coleman's a great guy, funny guy. I really enjoyed training with Coleman. Uh, He knows his shit. And the guy is like a... Beast, like what is he about? Sixty years old, fifty years he's old. He's sixty. He looks like he's thirty-two. He's in great shape, and he still boxes to this day. And I've seen some of his fights, and he kicks the shit out of people. Guy's a machine. So if anybody's interested, I'm gonna give him a quick shout out. If everybody's interested in getting good. into boxing or just doing something that's gonna uh, give you a better cardio and lose some weight, he's a just a just a aside from his knowledge, he's a cool fucking dude. So. Um, There's a body like fitness center in West Boca. Uh, if you want to know more, just Google what I just said. You know. So um, anyway, speaking of Google, I was googling uh, the other day, and uh, I like to call him MG Gay, uh, but he's known as MGK Machine Gun Kelly's Eminem shit. Brian, why don't you weigh in on this because I found it interesting. Uh, MGK is an amazing rapper. Um, I guess a few years ago he said something on Twitter about Eminem's daughter. And as a father, you know, anyone says anything about your daughter, and I think she was 16 at the time. He was talking about how good-looking she was and this and that. So Eminem finally came out with a new album, and, and there's like one or two lines um, just dissing, as the kids say, um, Machine Gun Kelly. And so Machine Gun Kelly came out with a song called Rap Devil. The entire song is dissing Eminem. It was amazing. There's been so many hits on it, and it, it's going to be great for them and and rap because rap is garbage now. Absolutely, absolutely garbage. Better in the '90s. There's no rap. Oh yeah, oh, by Much far. Um, and Eminem is one of the old dogs from back then for us. You know? Yeah, he was like the last kind of like towards the end of '99, early 2000, and that that might have been it. He's one of the one of if not the best for me, um, lyrically, and no one believes in lyrics anymore. No. It's all about rapping about garbage and money and ridiculousness. Like it's. Is he your favorite of all time? Um, for a while he was, and is actually a young guy. He's pretty young. Kendrick Lamar, who's who's up and coming. He's he's been around for a few years now. He's probably my favorite now. But Eminem's definitely up there. Okay. What about you? You a rap guy, Frank? I am. I'm. I'm more like you know. I I go back to the '90s. You know, I'm, I'm more of the uh, you know uh, Nas. Oh, okay. Uh, Wu Tang. Oh yeah, you know, uh, Cormega. I don't know if you know Cormega, Big L. You know, so a lot of a lot of my playlist. If I, you know, if I'm whatever I'm doing, if I'm listening to something, or if I get a long drive somewhere and I'm not listening to a podcast or ESPN, usually I'm ESPN radio. But 
I won't listen to anything that goes beyond probably 99, 2000 in terms of any kind of rap music. Yeah, my, my daughter's 11. Um, and she, you know, she likes the new stuff and I can't listen to it. Some of the stuff is catchy. Don't get me wrong. Like the young man who passed away a few months ago, Triple X, Tenacious, Temptation, or yep. however you say his name. His stuff is actually really, really good. Now, from what I've read, he's a piece of gar. He was a piece of garbage, beating women, whatever. But his music was good. Everybody else, though, anyone with Lil in their name now, is garbage. Terrible. Just Absolutely. Terrible. It's, not even, it's not even worth listening to. And then that girl from, um, was she from Boynton Beach? Uh, she was the uh, Catch Me Outside girl. So now she's, she's still around. Now she's a rapper. Stop. Yeah, uh, goes by the name Bad Barbie. You gotta be kidding me. And Eminem actually has a song which he, he purposefully sounds like her. But all her fans are saying he's stealing her style. You gotta be kidding me. I, can't, I, I thought I didn't know she was still around. Yeah, making millions, which makes me absolutely sick. Um, yeah, she's a rapper. Catch Me Outside. Remember that? She was on what? Dr. Phil or like Dr. Warrior, Phil. one of those shows? Unbelievable. Catch Me Outside. Just, so uh, what does that teach your kids? You can grow up be, by being this terrible child and then you can go out and make millions... With no education, I, I, I'm sure you know. I I don't know. I mean, I don't know how I would feel about it if, if that were my kid. You know, I remember. I don't remember. I remember her. Whatever it was, three four years ago, that whole thing to catch me outside. If that were my kid at the time, there would be a tremendous problem. Yeah, but who like, are her parents? I don't know. Nobody are, are knows, listening? right? Is it a big mystery? Because well, no. Her mom was on the show with her on Doctor Phil. Yeah, I saw that. And her mom beat her and talked trash to her like. You are where you come from, you right. know, what you're yeah. raised by. She so would have been ball and chain in my that house. Kid's, oh, yeah. That to kid's it. got, hope, look, I don't want to be a judgmental person, but based on what I see, my mind tells me that she has no hope in the future. But hopefully she grows up and recovers. But that girl is a mess, and I would never want my kid to emulate anybody like that. And not the kid's fault. It's the mother's fault and the father's fault if he's involved. Uh, she's a pig. So, uh, <laughs> and you can't be trusted. Definitely can't be trusted. Nah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, this Machine Gun Kelly guy, I mean, here's the thing. How I feel about the guy, he, if you look at him, you could tell right away. Let's use common sense here and let's be honest here and open about it. He's the kid that you pushed on the ground in kindergarten. He's the kid you slapped him back in the head in middle school. He got stuffed in lockers in high school. I don't care any front, any story. You, this is a fake tough guy. This is a kid that there's no way, shape, or form the uh, the stuff that he's rapping about. He's not a tough dude. He's not. He could front all he wants and get all the tattoos he wants. But I'm telling you right now, this guy's a punk. And I'm with Eminem on this one. And I don't agree with Eminem's political views. But we're not talking politics right now. We're just talking about uh, the situation. And I'm with Eminem on this. You don't disrespect a man's daughter and you don't go. You have a huge following on social media and you fucking write that guy's daughter's hot as fuck on there. When she's 16. And she's 16 years old. Okay, fine. At the time. And she could be 30 years old. You don't say that about a girl, a woman, and especially about a man's daughter that is, uh, sorry for anything else, he's famous, he's a famous rapper. And he's from the fucking hood, too. Like, he's a real street guy. And people that are from the streets, they know. You could be from the streets or you could be a street person. That's two totally different things. Just because you're from the street doesn't mean you are street, right? But Eminem's a street dude. And this guy clearly is not. I don't care what trailer he crawled out of. But you don't... And I'm being disrespectful because 
You don't talk like that about a man's daughter. I'm with Eminem, and I hope Eminem finds this motherfucker in public and cracks his head. Well, he's not going to do that. I mean, Machine Gun Kelly, I am, like I said, uh, I am a fan of. He is a really good lyricist, which there isn't a lot of anymore. I feel bad for him because you just messed with the number one diss rapper ever. He's going to come back and destroy you. And you know what, though? Guess who's both making millions of dollars off all this? Both of them. Oh, 100%. Both of them. How do you know this wasn't a big setup? Because, again, the thing he said about the daughter was, I I believe, four or five years ago. It was a long time ago. And, I mean, if you listen to the whole album, the whole album, and it's called Kamikaze because he knew he was going to get hate for it. He has a song on there where he goes after Tyler, the creator. And Tyler, the creator, um, he says it. He's a gay rapper. And um, he calls himself, and excuse my language, but he calls himself a faggot. And Eminem is getting roasted because he says in the song, specifically, you call yourself a faggot. Now, he doesn't say the word. He actually bleeps himself out, which mm-hmm. if you know who Eminem is, would never. Right. But he's been in trouble in the past. Um, and he's getting roasted about it. Yeah, but I mean, look, yeah. Eminem's songs, when Eminem first came out, he was using the word faggot in it. You know? Like, I think that the society, obviously, 20 years ago, when he first dropped his album... Uh, was a lot different. People weren't as sensitive and crybabies as they are now. Well, let me ask you. I know we're we're, we're we're wrapping up here soon, but I gotta ask because that word reminds me of many other words that we're not allowed to say as people. Mm-hmm. But apparently, Joe won't let me say guinea, but ha, said it. Um, Motherfucker. <laughs> why do we give words power? Why? You know, as a, as a black guy, and I'm gonna get so much hate for this one, but the N-word, I'll say it to be nice... Um, it, it's given power. It's just a word. I don't, I, I, and that's my take. I have family who thinks completely opposite, and that's okay. Um, it's just a word. You know, the word faggot is just a word. You give it power by being upset about it. Well, I look. Words are very powerful, and I think that here's the thing: black guys call each other the N word, right? Uh, Italians, yeah, we probably throw some some stuff around at each other, you know, um, and and that's considered okay because we're the same and we are allowed to say it. But somebody else says it, we're racist. They're racist all of a sudden. Uh, well, I think that actions cause a reaction, and if you stop saying the word and, like you said, giving it the power, then it it goes away. But if you continue to use it, look, dude. If you listen to music today, everybody drops the N-word, you know? Everybody. Right? Except they, for Lil Dicky, who's the only Lil... All, I was wrong. They, I said all the Lil's suck. Lil Dicky is amazing. He's a Jewish rapper. A He's a white guy. Name. Oh, it's a terrible name. Like if somebody were called... Like if you called somebody that, like, you know, in your high school, it's a terrible name. Oh, it's terrible. Lil Dicky? Yeah. It, it's meant to be terrible, but look him up. He's amazing. He's funny as can be. He has a song called Freaky Friday, where he turns into Chris Brown. So, like, when Chris Brown raps, he's actually Lil Dicky. And Lil Dicky raps, it's actually Chris Brown. And he has a whole thing about, oh, now I can say the N-word. And he says the N-word about five times, but it's actually Chris Brown saying it. Okay, gotcha. Really, really funny. But, I mean, and I don't mean giving him power by using them. Use them all you want. But stop caring when other people do. It's uh, it's tough. Um, We're just... I don't know, man. I don't think people should just say bad words, period. I think I stumped Joe. I, I don't think you should say it. Period. I mean, have, you know, it's hard, man. I don't. 
I'm Italian from Brooklyn, right? I'm not a we black know. dude from the ghetto us. somewhere that you know grew up a certain way and and was raised a certain way. We all grew up and raised differently, but I think we should all have a mutual respect for one another um, and try not to use these words. But you know, we're all victim of it. We all use them, and uh, it's not it's not right. But that's what it is. Uh, I don't know, man. Words are powerful, whether you want to believe that or not. They're pretty fucking strong, and people could get really upset. Like if I saw someone in the street, you know, I'm not gonna say me. If a guy walks, let's say, out of a bar and he's really drunk, and he happens to see, um, you know, some dude walking by that's like 500 pounds, and he yells out, "Hey, you fat fuck!" That's powerful to that person because yeah, that right. person knows. That they're overweight and someone just made a joke about them. And that's hurtful. So depends on how you say it. It's pretty derogatory. The way you put it, I would say. It depends. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you if you're with a bunch of people you know, you know, and you've thrown the word around a couple of times, it may not be as offensive. But if you're out in public and you point deliberately at somebody right there and say, you know, hey, dude, my friends that- call me everything, but I call my friends everything. Oh, I'm brutal to my friends. We're brutal to each other, right? We all fuck with each but other. But it's all love. I mean, it's I've all guys, unspoken. I've got a guy I work with. <laughs> I make fun of this kid every day, but I love him to death. I mean, I have him over my house every weekend. He comes by. Great guy, but I mean, I, I tell him all the time. He comes in one day and I said, Zach, you look like you got dressed in the dark today. I said, what? Did you pay the electric bill? What? How did you come up with that ensemble of clothing today? It looks. You look like you work at Uber Eats. I told. <laughs> I got a buddy like that. Um, he's he's one of my best friends. He also works with me, and uh, he just went and got uh, basketball glasses. There's only one person you think of when you think of basketball glasses. Horace Grant. Horace Great. Grant. Yes. Twelve and ten every night, consistent. Oh yeah. Twelve and ten. Oh yeah. I'm a Chicago Bulls guy. I know 50, all about number Horace. Number fifty-four. So, man. my my buddy, you know. Um, he's going to be Horace Grant every time we play basketball. I don't care what he thinks he looks like. You look like Horace Grant. My buddy, he is... Um, I like to tell him he's about 45, but I think he's turning 36. So the problem is he's not going to really understand that reference, I don't think. And Horace Grant was an amazing player. That's oh, another debate for another day when you guys have more time. But we'd love to come back. The NBA was great years ago. I yeah, mean, that- the, the NBA was fantastic. You had so much parity. You didn't have guys going from one team to another and taking a pay cut to win seventy nine games and you know sweeping a team in the finals like 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 this year. There was so much competition, and I've had that debate so many times with people. So to your point, that's a great comparison. I mean, that, that's a oh, great, yeah. for someone to call me that. It's almost like it's an honor. To, you know, Horace Grant was an amazing player. Yeah, I mean, you know, we called Joe the Rain Man when we played basketball. Yeah, this not, Joe, not the Tom, this Joe. not the Tom Cruise movie. Rain Joe's Man. got a no, no, bit, exactly the Tom Cruise movie. Joe, he's got a little bit of Manu Ginobili, but I don't know if he's as good. I know he's not left-handed. <laughs> Joe is what we would call not a basketball player. Yeah, he's a he, softball player, and you know he held his own for a while. His defense was annoying; he wouldn't leave you alone. But yeah, um, it, 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 I, I was worried about the height personally. You know him jumping. I think Joe is more of an infielder. Like, I don't think he's afraid of the ball. I could tell. Like, if a line shot is coming at him, he's not Yeah, moving. bro. No, I, I'll play any position out there, man. And I'll play it really fucking good, too. Well, he can't I'm play center field because sometimes you get a jump for the ball. Bro, I, I'm going to actually redefine white men can jump. Well, I'm not white. I'm Italian. 
Same thing. It's not same at all. Same thing. By the way, if you meet any white person or black person, they will tell you Italians are not either one. We're our own. We're not whites. We're not. And and by the way, back a very long time ago, when Sicilians first came to the United States, we were considered not quite white. Look that up on Google. It's true. That is true. Yeah. They were hanging my Sicilian ancestors in in the fucking in the uh, front yards. Seriously, dude. I'm not even kidding. It's all it's legit. It's legit. He said look it up. Look it up, man. I'm I'm not bullshitting you. I'm not even making any jokes. Check it out. It's true. But dude, I could fucking jump as high as fuck, man. For a guy that's five eight on a good day. <laughs> it's funny you talk about hanging. I know we gotta go, but um I went to North Carolina a couple years ago. Did you meet Bill? I did not meet Bill. Um, I'm actually going back this next year. I will be looking for Bill. Well, if you end up at a not at the club, then. not at the club. Let me say that out loud. I was going to ask you, you going to go to the club? Check in. If you so, come back with a cowboy hat, then we got a problem. I am the bear. If you got um, spur marks on your shins, we better watch out. So one of my selling points um, from my mother-in-law, it's like, oh, they have a bunch of cool places. Um, there's a place called the Hanging Tree. And I was like, what are you going to take me to next? A lynching bush? Well, thanks. I'm going to stay home. <laughs> well, it's been fun, man. Uh, Frank, I want to thank you for yeah, thank you guys. being really on the show. Thank, thank you, you so very much. much. You're very welcome. Try not to talk too much, but you guys are you guys are a lot of fun. It was good. Uh, come back anytime. Yeah, this was good. This yeah, was no, really it's, cool. this, is the, uh, this is our round table. This is what we do and we're uh, very pleased to have you today my friend absolutely thank you so yeah. much so one more time Frank let everyone know where they can get a hold of you sure 561-504-1278 561-504-1278 email f-c-h-r-i-s-t-i-a-n-o at m-y-c-c-mortgage.com alright and check us out on Instagram at a guy thing podcast uh, Facebook as always um, check out our website it's been worked on very hard by Mr. Wildcard over there. And uh, find us on Twitter. If you want us to talk about anything, send it to our mailbag um, at a guy thing podcast at gmail.com or just go to the website. Bill, we can't wait to hear from you. Thank you very much, Bill, and to the unknown soul. Thank you uh, as well. And best of luck to you on your search for your new love. Um, don't drink and fuck. And squeeze your thumbs. And squeeze your thumbs. <laughs> <laughs>